Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And this will actually be our, our last one for a while unless things change. Yeah. It's going to be, going to miss being behind this podcast microphone. But we are finishing up our cast of characters series with Jonah. Jonah. What do you know about Jonah? Oh, what do I know about Jonah? Um, he probably stank after being in that, um, <laughs> the belly of the whale, uh, for a while. No, I want to know about Jonah. God gives him a job to do. He goes, nah, sorry, don't want to do that. He runs away, but then, um, life has a way of getting him back on mission, which I find super encouraging because I always kind of worry if I make a misstep, um, that God always finds a way to get you back on mission, which is what happens to Jonah in a big way. Yeah. So then he's like... He um, doesn't really have a choice but to fulfill the mission that God gave him. Yeah. And then he does it, and he's not happy with, with the risk. He's not happy. He completes his mission and is unhappy about the mission that he completes. That's what I know about Jonah. So. Yeah, some context, I guess. Mm. So It's probably important because I just gave a whole lot of vague detail. No, that's, that's you know, the big details. But Jonah was called to go preach. Um, co- called to go to a particular people group mm. and he didn't want to go and we just go oh Jonah that's terrible here's what we need to know though the people that he was called to were actually historically enemies of Israel yeah. Nineveh was a great Assyrian city and we know that the Assyrians opposed Israel mm. often they were one of their main enemies and so and they would like like enemies, but like as in go and destroy your crops, go and kill your people type of enemies, right? Yeah, they they had really, you know, in very, very simple terms, not being nice to the Israelites. And here God is saying, hey, Jonah, you go to them. Yeah. And he's like, no way. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I am not going to them. And so like often happens when we say no to God, uh, he, God puts him in situations and will set him up, uh, so that he will obey him. And I love, I love that story. Yeah. That actually is super encouraging. I, um, like, cause you know, my biggest fear as a teenager, my biggest fear when I was, you know, finishing high school is that I'd miss whatever what God wanted me to do. And it's like, I started praying in my, I think, mid-20s. I was like, God, if this is the right thing to do, let it happen. But if it's not, send a whale. <laughs> so, yeah, send, yes. Yeah. Organize all need, a fish. <laughs> we all, send a fish. We all need whales in our lives sometimes to get us back on track. So we know that uh, Jonah will get on a ship. Mm. He went down to Joppa and he found the ship that was going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and he got on this ship. It says in verse... Um, in verse 2, it says, So Jonah paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. He was running. He didn't want to go... Not even away from mission, not even away from Nineveh, but away from the presence of the Lord. Yeah. That's not a place you want to be. Yeah, and if you didn't think God was in charge of the wind and the waves and the mm. things that happened, listen to this. Verse 4, But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. Like, this wasn't just, like, the wind hurling on the sea. This was a God-arranged sea storm this was a mighty tempest on the sea that god arranged and then it says so the ship threatened to break up and jonah jonah knew this is my fault guys like (laughs) i'll take one for the team yeah Yeah. and it says like they were all afraid and and it says they began to hurl the cargo off the ship and 
uh, into the sea to try and lighten it. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship, ship and had laid down and was fast asleep. I love it because he's in such denial. Mm. It would be better to be in a ship that was about ready to fall apart than to do what God had asked him to do. And sometimes, I mean, we go, Jonah, Jonah, but we're like that. Mm. We would prefer to fall asleep in whatever than to follow after God. And the captain says, what do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will uh, will give a thought to us that we may not perish. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know on whom this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots and a lot fell on Jonah. Like this guy can, yeah. you know, not catch a break. And I think this is good. When God has a calling on our lives, of which he does of all of us, mm. even when we want to escape, even when we're running from God, he knows just how to get us back on track. Yeah. And... um you go ahead and read uh, chapter 1. And Jonah says, look, pick me up and hurl me into the sea, and then the sea will quiet down, for I know it is because of me that the great tempest has come upon you. Mm. And he's dead set right, because as soon as they did that, the fish, the uh, the sea calmed down. But it says, therefore they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And here we go. And the Lord appointed, honestly, it's my favorite line ever in this book. The Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Uh, some translations say, and the Lord arranged. Mm. And I just think, yeah, like just like you said, God... In my life, when I stray, arrange a fish that will get my attention, that I will follow you. And it says, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then he gets spat out. So many Jesus parallels there. I'm, like, I just have to note out, asleep on a boat, uh, in in a belly of something, in somewhere for three for three days. Like, it's just... It's um, it's just interesting. I'm sure the Jewish writers are doing something there, or whatever's being done, or God's doing something there. But well, it's when Jesus talks about his resurrection, he will make the parallel with yeah. Jonah. Yeah, yeah. So then, in the belly of the fish, Jonah will begin to cry out to the Lord. Mm. He will begin to pray, and I think sometimes when God arranges a fish for us, and we're innocent. I mean, obviously, we're talking metaphorical. Yeah. I don't know too many people who spend time in the belly of a fish these days, but for us, it might be... Oh, the series of, I don't know, oh. Like, so you don't get something that you want, like, and it devastates you. You don't get into the school that you want. You don't get in the university that you want. You are... Maybe you're, you know, stuck in a job or you A relationship ends. Yeah. Like... And basically, you know, you're stuck somewhere... Mm. Uh, for a period of time and whatever it is is not comfortable and it's stinky and it's smelly and Mm -hmm. you can imagine what the insides of a fish look like and maybe he begins to call out to the name of the lord and listen to this it says and the lord spoke to the fish Mm -hmm. it doesn't say the lord spoke to jonah as jonah cries to the lord the lord speaks to the fish so in case you're wondering if God can like move in on the situation you're in, mm. like God spoke to the fish 
and it vomited Jonah out upon dry land. Like, I mean, that's goals right there. Mm. Everyone wants to be fish vomit. Mm. And Jonah is on dry land. And then he gets the picture, right? So he goes to Nineveh. And just as he predicted, the people would hear God's word and they would, um, they, it says, and the people of Nineveh believed God. I mean, hello, mm. these are Assyrians. They believed mm. God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. I mean, they are all like, yes. Um, they began to pray. Uh, it's verse 10. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. Like, God then moves mm. on behalf of these people that are enemies to Israel. Yeah. So you'd think Jonah would be happy that he completed the mission, right? <laughs> you would think, but he is not. He's angry. I mean, chapter four, the title is Jonah's anger and the Lord's compassion. I mean, Jonah's like, I knew you would be kind to them. Like, I mean, do we know the character of God that much that we know that God will be kind? Like Jonah did. He knew that he would be more merciful if they repented and they turned from their sin that he wanted to be. And I'm sure like these, you know, maybe, maybe the Assyrians had hurt Jonah in a way. Maybe... Maybe Jonah had lost someone to yeah. the Assyrians. He might, you know, it would be very easy for him to want their destruction yeah. rather than their good. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So then Jonah will have this encounter with the Lord underneath a palm tree, underneath a plant, and God will be talking to him because he realizes the anger in Jonah's own heart. Mm. I mean, verse 1 of chapter 4 says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry, and he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it's better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you well to be angry? Like, mm. does this do you any good to be angry? Mm. And Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself. And there he sat under it in the shade till he should, till he should see what would become of the city. And now the Lord God appointed a plant. I mean, God's appointed a fish. Now he's appointing a plant and made it come over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from discomfort. So this is a God that even in Jonah's anger and just going, God, I knew you were going to be kind to them. I knew like these are enemies and ours and you gave them a second chance. And, and God's like, Jonah, I'm looking after you too. And he creates a plant or he, he organizes the plant, appoints a plant, that it would be shade over his head. Um, and Jonah was glad for the plant. But when the dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. Why? Mm. He's teaching him a lesson. It says, And when the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, Is it better for me to die than to live? But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I will to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should you not? And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle? What's he saying? Like, you're angry about a plant 
and you want me to be angry about mm. Nineveh, and I'm not. Mm. And sometimes we want God to be, we put our God into a box because we're angry at these people, he's angry at these people. Mm. And the bottom line is he's not. Mm. He is, Jonah says it rightly, he is gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. He does not want to bring disaster upon them. Beautiful. Happy to leave it there? Yeah. Well, may God send whales in our lives. And plants. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, guys. You may, you will hear from us again sometime, I'm sure. Thanks, guys. <laughs>